to talk to you about ghosts with the most. We'll discuss skimpy scares and honorable thoughts, possessions and regressions. <laughs> don't forget the fashions. <laughs> Oh my god, we're just fucking kidding. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand. Understand. Except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom. Watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn. Gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Juntas. And that's more fucking like it right there. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Leah. And I'm Bethany. And we're here. Season two of Paranormal Putas and Ghost Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Season two, episode one. We hope you uh, were thrown off by our little joke. <laughs> <laughs> We thought we'd kick it up a notch, get your, uh, you know, get you ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. We're in Ghost Adventures Season 2, Episode 1, Preston Castle. Ooh, how magical. It's uh, It sounds so lovely. <laughs> now, this baby aired on June 5th of 2009. Mm-hmm. Big sister, what were you in 2009? What was you doing? Oh, shit. Hold on. I had been out of <laughs> high school for five years. Oh, Oh, man, I was either working at like Target or some point maybe in the mall, uh, you know, shitty relationships and, uh, you know, figuring out life. I feel like you (laughs) may have been in the mall because I started working at Hot Topic like in 2010. Okay, yeah, then I had to admit I was about 23 years old. Oh, man. (laughs) 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 And uh, just a young gal figuring out life. (laughs) <laughs> and watching ghost adventures lots and lots of ghost adventures yeah i was 19 and yeah i was just working doing a bunch of nothing getting stoned all the time oh yeah and yeah it was in 2010 when i got my job at uh hot topic <laughs> <laughs> hey i was a key holder all right i worked my way up that ladder. yeah that's like management and shit there yeah. Oh, yeah. hot topic's great <laughs> making that solid 14 dollars an hour i see you girl <laughs> keys to the hot topic y'all like shit was going down those are my goth credentials for you (laughs) oh yeah okay so here we are we are at the preston castle in how do you say ion california yeah i was i was hoping you would take the lead on that because i was like i don't know how to fucking say this place ion Ion. i won eon it's spelled i one <laughs> the letter i o n e eon ion has anybody seen coming to america the part where he's trying to say the mother's name he's like aeolion aeolion <laughs> that's right that's right that's how i feel right when now mr mcdowell's <laughs> trying to say it aeolion 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 uh so we're in california all right y'all we're in california uh as mentioned preston cancel it's a romanesque castle what did i say cancel <laughs> oh shit <laughs> y'all she's drank like three very fancy cocktails <laughs> we're living that life um so preston 
Castle. The Romanesque revival style castle. And this opened in the late 1800s. It really opened up to house juveniles that were claimed to be too bad for society. Um, And really, these kids were committing murders. Um, I believe the ages ranged between 12 and 24 years old. And some were just lawbreakers but some were also orphans um nowhere to go no families to take care of them so they uh were sent to preston castle and were kind of mixed with these group uh of lawbreakers and just regular old kids trying yeah to get by. some of them were said to be like robbers and like they said orphans some were like murderers so it was just you know your regular old shawshank going on at the castle <laughs> but with little young dudes with young dudes yeah, yeah yeah it was like any other like penitentiary really it was um an interesting environment because i think they said they they grew everything it was kind of it was self-sustainable it was self, yes yeah. and so and it they, was a slaughterhouse too yeah the boys actually learned trades there so they were taught um how to slaughter animals, all kinds of just kind of regular job. Yeah, to try to make them into like um, productive members of society. society. But I love how Zach was like um, talking about them being like a slaughterhouse. And he was like, do you think them slaughtering animals was therapy for them? And the woman was like, I fucking hope not. Because I don't want to give them ideas for like when they leave this place. And I just thought, what a crazy question. Like, I don't know. There's a certain type of person who takes joy in killing animals. I mean, and he may have a point because some of these kids did go on to murder people in that facility. So maybe they really enjoyed slaughtering them piggies and or maybe so it was just really shitty or maybe it was a pathway to it because you know how they say homicides start with small animals or like yeah homicidal maniacs yeah start with small animals and then they move their way up to humans uh, so another big story that takes place in a part of our focus uh in 1965 the agricultural teacher is murdered by two wards um and it said that they beat the teacher with a lead pipe to the head apparently when the body was found it was just bludgeoned to the point of not being recognizable pools of blood like just a really horrific scene um and that took place on site so we we get to hear a little bit about uh that taking place and of course that piques zach's interest and and he's really into hearing that story I feel like there were a few like bludgeons to the head type murders because then there was Anna Corbin who was beaten to death um, on February 23rd, 1950. (laughs) And the murderer was unknown. It's a point in time when the guys are there. It's 59 years later and the murder was still unsolved. She was found in a pool of blood with a cord around her throat. And apparently she was also like beaten to death. Like Mm -hmm. her head was bludgeoned. Now, I did a little research (laughs) on this to see what I could find, not only about the riots, but about these murders. And I actually couldn't find a lot about the riots, which was interesting because I wanted more information. But what I did find was that um, that someone named Eugene Monroe became the main suspect of her murder, but they couldn't find like a motive for him. But he was caught in Oklahoma and prosecuted for a murder. Mm. I couldn't like make out if it was like for her or someone else, but this is what I found. Like it just was like Eugene Monroe, <laughs> yeah, in Oklahoma, suspected of killing Anne. And that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I think it, it's noted um, throughout the episode, even to the point where we're leaving flowers for Anna because she was apparently so well liked. Uh, and I think Bethany noted, you know, for someone who's so well liked, why why was she murdered? You know, what was the motive? 
when I was watching this, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to take a leap of Zach, like a leap of faith, you know, <laughs> like Zach is always leaping to conclusions and yeah. stuff. And I was like, I'm surprised he wasn't like, well, she was so well liked. Maybe it was a crime of passion. Oh, <laughs> Cause that's yeah. what came to my mind. I also watch way too much ID channel. <laughs> like, so there's always a crime of passion. Oh, I already got the whole story figured out. <laughs> yeah, you know, the exactly. inmates in love with her. And she's like, no, we can't do this. I'm, you know, the groundskeeper and he's like if i can't have you no one will and bludgeon sir bludgeoned <laughs> and that's our story <laughs> sticking to it i like it we flesh that out real quickly uh, <laughs> but another part of the investigation actually nick and zach and aaron make their way uh to a graveyard on site and this apparently uh they're looking for specifically for uh, two men, but one by the name of Samuel Goins and one by the name of Joe Lopez. Now, Samuel was apparently getting ready to escape and making his way when he was shot by a guard um, from the tower. So he did not, he was not successful in his escape plan. And now it's claimed that Samuel is the angry spirit on site. And uh, of course, with him dying midst escape, uh, it's rumored that he's fairly pissed off for not making it and, and dying on those grounds. And then his good buddy, Joe Lopez, and for all you Mexicanos out there, not Joe Lopez of <laughs> Super Grupo Mas, but another Joe Lopez. Um, he died under suspicious circumstances. So, um, and those guys were apparently best friends and he died just really quick right after Samuel. Um, again, of suspicious circumstances. They don't know why or how he died, um, but both of them are buried on site at Preston Castle. So the guys walk over to the graveyard, uh, locate their stones and um, they're buried right next to each other. So Zach and, and the guys have a good time kind of um, filling out that story. As always. Later on, they did talk about um, like partial possessions being taken place in Anna Corbin's room. And that was Anna Corbin who was bludgeoned to death. Right, right. I think this is one of the first times we talk about possession. I think you're right. This is the first possession. There's a moment in the um, interviews in like the first part, the first half of the show, where Zach makes a comment about um, the ghosts being intelligent versus it being residual. Mm. And it's funny to me because this is like one of the first times he really says something like that, but he doesn't go into detail on what he means between and like an intelligent being and a residual being. And I think the the further we go into the show, the more he becomes descriptive of those terms yeah. for anyone who hasn't watched the show before. It's like at this point in time, he kind of just assumes like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't do that, right? So uh, let's talk about that a little. So residual um, and intelligent, uh, a, a, an intelligent being being, I guess, something closer to like a poltergeist or something that can respond yes, or in real time. Uh, answer in real time when they ask their questions and get EVPs. They'll say that's an intelligent response because it's answering the specific question as where residual is something that we've mentioned where spirits can be trapped in just materials or certain trauma events. That energy stays in that location and just kind of replays itself like a like a record tape. Right. I think is a is a yeah, recorder. recorder right yeah. that we hear often so um if you didn't know the difference hopefully that helps out when we say <laughs> intelligent and residual yeah residual yeah. energies <laughs> um but this this location was a lot of fun like it's so beautiful like it is a gorgeous like deep brick red castle and it kind of reminded me of like that house on American Horror Story, but like yeah. <laughs> really big and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it was when they went 
there it was like super decrepit and the floors were falling through and like oh my god it was so funny because like zach was like touching the handrail going up like some of the stairs and he was like i shouldn't even lean on this handrail and like as he said it it, like fell apart he was like as i said it and he was like nick be careful (laughs) and i just always think it's so funny when he tells like nick to to be careful come on hurry up or like it's like dude you're talking to him like he's your child (laughs) and it's just really funny to me it cracks me up every time oh yeah nick be careful (laughs) it's really good another thing about this episode in particular was that right before the investigation they broke down what rooms that they put the x cam in now, I don't remember them really doing that in season one right. to this extent. Like, they would show you, like, we're putting an X cam here, we're putting an X cam here. But they did, like, a, a count out. Like, they were like, number one, we have the staircase where Sharon saw three apparitions. Yeah. Number two, the infirmary room. And they kind of just went down to the four, you know, counted out the four X cams. And so they had like two infirmary room X cams, one kitchen closet X cam where Anna's body was found and one at the staircase where Sharon saw three apparitions. Oh, yeah. And that's just, I think, them playing around with the structure of the show, you know, because that doesn't I don't that doesn't really stick. And I'm kind of curious to see if like they do that next episode. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we're going to do stuff in our season, too, that won't stick. <laughs> no, totally. And that's that's the fun of the game is like trying to figure out the structure of your show, because you can have these ideas like hypothetically like, oh, OK, we, we're going to do this and then you do it and it may not always play out. Oh, yeah. That covers a lot of the haunts, but they had a really good um, I enjoyed Gloria was one of the interviewees. Um, she is apparently or she is the director and family founder of ghost trackers and she takes the guys on a tour throughout the location and and what we've already shared with y'all she shares a lot of the same stories but while on the tour i thought it was really funny because they go uh, and they actually find dead roses on the ground and zach asked gloria you know did did anybody get murdered there and uh, gloria mentioned seeing a black mist and mist in that area um, but couldn't confirm anybody dying uh, in that space but she also mentioned that nobody's been been in that building since she was last in it and those roses were not there um so zach got real hyped up about that and um and he also i think provided fresh flowers and so sharon gave zach flowers to leave anna um saying that she would probably appreciate that yeah which is so interesting like where the heck did them roses come from was that staged or did or they appear or like i don't even know they were like scattered everywhere in that room yeah and i always wonder that too when you said were they staged like people know that ghost adventures is about to roll through and start filming that location like it's a possibility that people go there and set things up to, you know, trigger the guys or make them think it's more than than what it is. But those roses didn't lead anywhere, but we stopped and acknowledged them for a good minute or two. So and I think that was really kind of it for like the the pre investigation. Now, I went like I said, I did a little bit more research on um, Preston Castle just to see if it's still open today. And I found out that, like, I don't think they mentioned it in the show, but 26 people died under, like, suspicious circumstances. And I couldn't really find much about that. Um, But I did find that, like, they called Preston Castle the castle and that it is still open. Like, you could book a ghost tour today. They do, like, they also do, like, a monthly overnight 
ghost tour, which I thought was so crazy. I was like, ooh, we should do that sometime. <laughs> um, but you can do a private or a public tour um, at Preston Castle still to this day. And they have like volunteers and they take money just to preserve it because it's a pretty building. Yeah, that's pretty bitching. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. I was like, for such a like kind of messed up place, right, <laughs> like right. all these crazy things happened. It is a beautiful castle. Like it's a beautiful art, like architecture and structure. Um, so it's still around to this day, as far as I can tell, like they have a website and everything. <laughs> <laughs> as for the history, I think that pretty much covers uh, Preston Castle. Yeah, I think so. There's not a lot on their wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. That was my research, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, always check the wiki page, man. We learned our lesson there. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our next segment. You should know it by now. dork oh yes it's our favorite time honorable haunts and skimpy scares and we like to start with the skimpies oh yeah get them out the way yeah so i'm gonna jump in with this baby um as i mentioned i saved some of the skimpies and the honorables from the interview i didn't share it while we were discussing the history um but while touring the location Gloria, she appears to hear something, but nothing is captured on camera. And if you know us, you know that we consider that a skimpy. Do we believe them? Yes, but we don't see it. And that's a bummer. So added that to the skimpies. Um, and then when going towards Anna's room, for me, Zach, he gets shooketh with the chills. He he just like, whoa, something <laughs> overcomes his hot bod and he can't move forward <laughs> because he's covered in chills. And uh, although exciting, entertaining, uh, skimpy for me. Yeah, I love how he was like, something just hit me right here. <laughs> <laughs> it was when they were talking about Anna and um, they hear a little girl laughing Yes. Like moments later. Again, like we don't really get to hear it. So, yeah. of course, we put it on the skimpy side. Uh, but it was such a fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really was. Um, another skimpy for me, this could even be kind of honorable because it was actual like physical evidence. Um, they interviewed a man by the name of Frank um, early on in the episode, and he actually got three scratches uh, on his leg after the interview. So he reached back out to the guys the next day and was like, oh, hey, that, that night or later that day, I actually got scratched. And of course, that's awesome, like compelling evidence. But what made it even more so is that Gloria also got scratched. So we didn't get to see them happen on camera mm -hmm. or while they were being interviewed or, tour, or, or touring the location. Gloria didn't get scratched but later she was like oh yeah i also got scratched like yeah and gloria's had like blood like it, it ripped the skin yeah you know whereas frank's were just kind of like red marks right you know? yeah like it, it it didn't break skin no and frank kudos to him for like showing all that thigh for like <laughs> oh dude that picture so it's like a restroom bathroom yeah. And it's all the way up, like it's all the way up. It's his whole goddamn leg, and I was just like, "Ow!" 
I know. I was like, dang, Frank, I started to throw it out there. I got red in the face. Oh, Lord. So those were some skimpies for me. You got some. Um, There was that moment where Zach was just kind of like roaming around and telling people like, I want to see that mist everyone is talking about. (laughs) And like, because Gloria said she saw like a mist in that room that um, I think it was like Anna had died in and um, Zach didn't see it. And so he, he keeps saying like, I want to see that mist everybody's seeing, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and also he talked about like antagonizing them again. And this is season two and he's still like, we're going to antagonize these, you know? Oh yeah. Um, he wants to get scratched and he is inviting all of this negativity. And that's also one of my skimpies, uh, Zach antagonizing. He walks into the building saying, uh, there's three new soups. You know, we've arrived, you know, saying him, Nick and Aaron are now taking over the facility to rattle up the spirits. Um, it was also kind of funny because Zach later hits his belt. Like he takes his belt, like the old kind of classic trope. You're going to get beat by your parents. You take the belt off and kind of snap it. He does that. Um, and uh and he hits the belt against the wall saying that's what's gonna happen later uh like threatening the ghost like you're gonna like beat the ghost up and uh you know he takes the belt and slaps it against the wall and i was just like uh i wish (laughs) (laughs) you need to quit it it's the cocktails i'm drinking (laughs) i know she's wild (laughs) okay so one of my last skimpies was the the building sign itself it kind of reminded me of of season one episode one in bobby mackey's or because bobby mackey's had that sign that was like most haunted building Uh like you know beware we're not liable for you know ghost shit happening (laughs) essentially and on this one they had a sign on the door that also i felt was there to kind of like propagate fear yeah and it was it you know a big sign front door it says Keep out. This building is extremely dangerous and has been (laughs) condemned. No one is allowed to enter without written permission from the PSI. (laughs) (laughs) And Zach reads that, you know, message to us just again, I think, to set the stage and kind of like propagate that fear. Yeah. Get those emotions flowing. And oh, and he also does that. I think uh, around the same time he starts cracking that whip. Where he, where, yeah, he's yelling yeah. out that the three soups are there or whatever. And then he's like, and he like walks off. He like saunters off. He's like, that stirred it up a bit. <laughs> and Aaron's like, you think? <laughs> like, oh my, like, Aaron is so freaked out like all the time. And I love it. <laughs> he's like, fuck, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> no, those were some really good uh, skimpy scares for sure. But again, strong episode with the evidence and stuff i feel like they tend to pick good Mm -hmm. like um season openers yeah definitely um so i guess that means we're uh making our way to honorables and that's always a fun time um i could kick it off with some uh tech issues that actually happened during the investigation in, in anna corbin's room so they're hanging out in anna's room having trying to capture evps when i believe it's aaron's mic actually kind of high pitch glitches and then kind of goes out so the energy you know right the assumption is that the energy from the mic or uh spirits use that type of energy to to gain strength to then later demonstrate some haunts that maybe we saw oh yeah show oh yeah um, but we can't forget that one of the best moments in the episode 
is like the very beginning when when Zach is like walking into this place is like walking into her. <laughs> <laughs> Again, setting up that tone, you know. Oh yeah. So uh, and and we continue to have a good time. The guys at the, at some point they smell sulfur. And again, this mm. is during the interview. They're they're with Gloria. And they smell sulfur. And um, for those that may not know, <laughs> when you smell sulfur, that could be an indication of some demonic energy, some evil shit, some stuff you just don't want to be around. Therefore, Zach gets real excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him explaining that, though. Right. And that's why... Um, Oh, I was going to say that's why I was a skimpy. But no, I put it in the honorable because they smell it, but it doesn't lead anywhere. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't explain it and um, and it doesn't go past the smell. But everyone's pretty convinced that they smelled sulfur. Yeah. And I just think it's so important, like Leah said, to to remind everybody that when you smell sulfur, it, it's evil. It's supposed to signify evil spirits. And again, this is just so early on that Zach isn't at that point where he's explaining all those things to people yet. Some other ones for me, of course, there were um, some really solid noises and disembodied uh, voices. And that was really freaky to hear the voices coming in and out. There was like that really eerie, like screech. Yeah. It was like, yeah yeah i imagined like a fucking banshee coming out the shadows i was like oh my god no Oh no, yeah we don't want to deal with that yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, i mentioned a tech issue earlier but we actually had some new tech uh in the episode and of course that's always really cool to see because we like when they incorporate the science aspect of it so when we use uh devices or anything that we can do to actually capture the evidence and in this episode we had a electromagnetic device that um triggers when the spirits come around it um and that's something that we've used similar things but not this specific device and uh they hype it up and and we get some good stuff on it oh yeah i feel like you know season two episode one you have to like show out with the tech like Mm -hmm. they're growing and they're showing stuff off like I, I love when they bring the tech in. You guys know that already. There was that moment, though, classic EVPs Ooh, yeah. were captured. They went into, what room was it? I forgot, but there were, like, beds. Was it, I think it was one oh, of the infirmaries. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know. They had, uh, they laid down in beds, like, Nick, Aaron, and Zach each had, like, a little, like, frame uh, for, like, a cot kind of situation. And the people who used to sleep in those beds carved their names in them, which was really cool. And these these kids like carved their names all over this mm-hmm. place, like in the walls and on the beds, like everywhere. It was pretty crazy. But while they were laying there, um, they got some really cool EVP responses. I don't remember what question they asked. Do you remember? Because the response from the ghost was, I don't know. Yeah, they asked, um, did you die from a disease uh, is the question that the guys asked while in, in the, the ghost said, I don't know. Um, and then they did get a beat up EVP response and it said talk. So did you get beat up, I believe, was the question. And the response just said talk. And then they also got another EVP, which I really thought was creepy. It said, get out of here. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh! 
it just yeah. always anytime like a ghost just says like Gaga, <laughs> I think of the Amityville horror. Of course. Like yeah, it's just yeah. such a classic horror movie. <laughs> and you gotta get the fuck out. Yeah, like, you need to get it. If to the get ghost out. is telling you to get out, get the fuck out. There's very few people I listen to in my life, but you know, if the spirit's <laughs> telling me to get on, I'm getting on. I'm gonna get <laughs> um, I think they also got a good one. Uh said uh uh, come on, you can do it. Um, yeah. And that one was, uh, they're also still in the bed and they're picking up these EVPs and that yeah. one was a really good one. Yeah, and I just want to know, what is it that I can do? <laughs> Anything that you put your mind to. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Very encouraging ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ghost. We also had, I think it was in this same like moment where they heard the knocking, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, and it was like super low. And like you couldn't hear it, so they had to like enhance the audio, <laughs> and they replayed it for us. And and you could hear the knocking. And I always love Aaron's facial expressions. He's like, <gasps> you know, like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm like shook. <laughs> yeah. So they got the knocking, and that's right when it was kind of the chain of events. So we hear the knocking, and then we actually capture a mist. Uh, which appears to be moving in a direction away from the camera and the power was drained from the device. So in that chain of events, the knocking, the mist, and then power drained uh, from the device, it was just so cool to see because, of course, that goes hand in hand with some paranormal stuff, just draining the energy, making noises, and then actually appearing um, possibly from the energy that it drained. So it was really cool. Yeah, and then we got that scream. Yes, yes. Um, and the electro device triggered. It got four hits. Four hits. hits yeah. yeah, so all that went back to back. And then the electro device acknowledged a lot of that activity. Um, and we saw that. So, again, bringing it back to how cool that tech is and how advanced it's starting to get that it's picking up on all these events. Uh, the guys then uh, hear something and all three of them go crazy. <laughs> like it's like it becomes a real quick shit show. And they're all <laughs> running around and they head downstairs with Nick leading um, and he's attacked by a feeling. Um, and in that moment, we catch an orb on the camera um, and they feel like they're being led downstairs. So something in them is like, we got to get downstairs. We got to go that way. And, and Nick has the feeling. And then on camera, we capture the orb uh, right around Nick. Yeah, that was just so crazy because um, they mentioned that or like Nick mentions that he feels like they were being like led down yeah. the stairs. Like this is where I think that we start to notice how sensitive Nick is. Like he's starting to like really pick up on some stuff. Oh, yeah, it's getting real good. Um, oh, and then Nick. oh, one of my favorites. Yes, yes. <laughs> Aaron. OK, so we talked about how Gloria and frank mm -hmm. had gotten scratched and we didn't get to like witness it right right here in this moment aaron says i swear to god my calf burns bro <laughs> <laughs> and of course my ears perk up <laughs> when he <laughs> says stuff like this and aaron gets scratched in his calf and it is so brutal you can see it forming <laughs> and like zach they're all freaking out oh, yeah. and like zach is like you need to chill <laughs> <laughs> and 
Aaron's like taking off his vest, like, my calf's burning, bro. <laughs> he does. He unzips his uh, video man vest and like kind of starts breathing like, because that's like, you need to chill out. And he's like, fine. Unzips his vest, starts to kind of take these deep breaths. But yeah, you see the scratches start to develop on his calf. And it's crazy because it starts with one. Mm-hmm. And then we see a second one come in. And, and then all, yeah. a third. And then a third mocking of the trinity so it was real brutal coming back to the sulfur smell and all the other things that happened the angry spirits maybe samuel goines who died on site who knows but you know these spirits are pissed and mad so they're scratching people and it's brutal uh so they also picked up some interesting sounds um like the camera uh, an x cam just picked up like crackling like it sounded like someone was cooking in the kitchen um, but we didn't capture anything on camera visually. We just got the audio and it sounded like someone was cooking up some bacon. <laughs> like, oh, they cooking bacon. Maybe that was one of the residual ghosts. Yeah, right, that, like would the be, cook, like. <laughs> that would be residual. Who someone slaughtered some bacon? Yeah. <laughs> from the slaughtered pigs. Uh, so that one was, it was cool though. Cause that's exactly what it sounded like. It was really cool. Yeah. And then a little after that, we got some like unexplained voices on Nick's digital recorder. So that'd be like, Mm -hmm. you know, an EVP type thing going on. And we couldn't really decipher. Like, I don't remember them having like what they said. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like weird voices. Yeah. No, that one was really good. And then I think Nick also has a physical um, instance where he gets pinched in the leg um, and an EVP response says never again. So Nick has um, just someone pinch his leg. He's like, oh, it feels like I got pinched. I got pinched, man. <laughs> well, at least he didn't get scratched like Aaron. True. Yeah. but <laughs> Which is have- interesting to think about, like, why is this ghost going after legs? He went after Frank's legs, his toys, oh, his, his thunder toys. Yeah, yeah. Then it went after Aaron's calves. Then it went after Nick's legs and pinched Ooh. it. So I don't know. That's just something that popped into my brain right now. It's just like organically. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. That is interesting. I didn't make that correlation. So I don't know. But each guy goes through something physically in this episode. Yeah. Um, so Aaron gets scratched. Nick gets pinched. And I think that leads us to our maybe our most honorable haunt oh, yeah. of the, the episode. Biggest piece of the episode. It's brutal. You want to you wanna do the honors? Go for it. Oh, my gosh. All right, everybody. <laughs> this is a big moment in Ghost Adventures history. Zach is possessed for the first time ever on this uh, on the show. Yeah. And we see Zach really like go through it. It gets super creepy. He at one point, the guys are all in a location and Zach kind of just walks away. He disappears. He goes on his own route. And then they find him in Anna Corbin's room sitting on a chair looking straight at the camera just kind of grinning and he looks fucking creepy and it's weird because i I can remember watching the show and people being like this is so fake or this is so cheesy and stuff like that but when you actually read about possessions and and these things happening to people it looked (laughs) it looks pretty legit like his whole face just changes and his whole demeanor and if he's acting then kudos to him but he was yeah. possessed. It's that look in his eyes. It really was. Or yeah. like he just does not look like himself. You yeah. Know? It's so crazy. It was really weird. And it, it, like Leah said, it's such a huge moment in Ghost Adventures history. And not only I feel like does Nick kind of start tapping into his sensitivity, but yeah. so does Zach. Like being possessed 
to whatever degree you're opening that door to the other Mm -hmm. side. And I feel like as the show continues, all of the guys eventually like become super like sensitive to the paranormal and Mm -hmm. the other world. (laughs) And I think this is really the beginning to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and Nick and Aaron freak the fuck out. And I think that's what makes it more believable as the viewer, because you have these two guys or these three guys that are together all the time. And then when Nick and Aaron start to get scared or like, Hey, he's freaking me out. He's giving me weird vibes. I don't like this. They sense that energy or that shift in Zach. Um, and it makes the possession part a, a little more believable for me. So I, to see how everybody starts reacting to Zach and, there's a moment where Zach tells Nick as he's possessed to go downstairs um, and Nick doesn't want to, but he does it. And then Aaron pans away with his camera to watch Nick go down the hall. And then he pans back to the room where Zach was sitting in the chair and he's now standing in the doorway mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he has that creepy grin on his face. And Aaron's like, bro, <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Like you're freaking me out. And Zach's like, why? And it's just like so crazy. And he turns back into the room and starts like singing real creepy songs that you can't really make. Yeah. Yes. too and he's kind of like da, 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 like really just creepy all i'm getting goosebumps thinking about the scene it was just so weird kind of like watching a movie man yeah. and i hate that they kind of ended it there too yeah, yeah with like the creepy like singing well at least for the investigation part you know <laughs> oh yeah no it was brutal but that was for sure the honorable haunt such a great way to kick off season two episode one zach's possessed the guys get scratched and pinched evps new tech it was a beautiful episode also kind of thinking back um in the beginning of the episode zach was like i want to get scratched i'm you know i'm gonna antagonize he didn't get scratched but he got you know possessed oh yeah way worse right (laughs) (laughs) so it's like dude you asked for it oh yeah and you got it you know it was pretty brutal, um, but great stuff. And that's, uh, I think, wraps our uh, honorable haunts and skimpy scares. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So we know what time it is now. <laughs> Zach's fashion for us. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach's fashion for us. You know, we got to do it. You know, we got to talk about it. And season two, we got a little more money in our pockets. So these uh, affliction teas are too much to handle. (laughs) (laughs) They really are. It's so good. Like if I were to ever have the money to like buy an affliction tea that Zach wore, (laughs) I think this would be the one. Oh, man, it's brutal. So first, let's talk about how he styles it. He tucks it in to this pair of like black acid jeans. Like they're they're (laughs) black jeans, but they they, they look acid acid wash. Yeah, like they're really light in some places so kind of ac slater-esque they're very ac slater-esque <laughs> um but this shirt is covered front and back and i didn't notice at first and i'm watching this and i'm trying to write like get the details of the shirt and it looks <laughs> as if <laughs> like if someone took a, a blade to his chest and cut random places <laughs> because there's like fake blood drops coming out of the front and the back of the shirt and it's so fucking brutal <laughs> that's why this one's my favorite it is so like 
it's just so funny yeah with like the the, the blood line going <laughs> down like it's just like blood dripping down the shirt it's so or maybe intense. candle wax i really don't know it was red it, it looked like blood <laughs> I love this one. It's so busy. <laughs> oh my god, it's so freaking busy. But I'm I'm going with blood. It was a beautiful shirt uh, and and really magical. Now we've talked about his hair as well. Oh lord. Now his hair's grown out. It's a longer, but he's still doing the forward spiked hair. And at this point, it's just too long. Like it's the, so long. It's so. How long. did he get it to like like defy gravity? like that <laughs> no one knows it's insane it, it's just way too you can't have this length and not that it's like shoulder length it's just really shaggy um and and my note really is like you can't have this long hair and do this look like period like you can't do it uh not even if you zag baggins so um those were some of my notes for fashion faux oz aaron's still rocking his video uh tech vest uh nick is still wearing affliction tees that kicked off season one but again they're they don't shine as much as zach's like they're <laughs> yeah. they're just subpar affliction tees like i don't want that clearance affliction i want that full price shit. yeah um, <laughs> and then i think another uh here post investigation we've talked about this often zach will go have his material researched or looked into um this time he goes and talks to gloria about what they found on site um and he usually has some ridiculous fucking hat on that makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> um but this time he's actually wearing a baseball cap but it's leather oh oh because Zach is Zach. Nope. It's got a, it's either going to be suede, uh, velvet, nope. leather. Um, and, Corduroy. This, <laughs> and this time we got the leather and I love it. Um, and he is wearing an affliction tee as well. Uh, but it's a button down. In our investigations, we rock some just straightforward T-shirts. Yeah, like crew necks. Yeah, crew necks. This one's a button down. Real nice. Like I'm wearing that to church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's got angel wings on it. So, you know, you know, that one costs like ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> so that's a top notch tee, right? There. That's coming from a retail expert. <laughs> that's why I said it. <laughs> I used to work at Macy's. I've priced those shirts before. <laughs> I'm like really sad. I don't have an affliction tee. Like I need one. Get Somebody get me one for my birthday. <laughs> Just so I I can know how Zach feels <laughs> wearing this work of art. <laughs> um, and that's all I had for uh, Fashion Faux Oz. Did you have any? No, that's all I noticed too. Like, I think the biggest like real faux pas for me though was that dang hair. Like I just, it seriously came out forward from his face <laughs> like six inches, dude. I was like, what? How is this possible? And it's so funny because you didn't really notice until he turned to like the profile view. Yeah. Because like head on, straightforward, like normal. you know, whatever, normal hair. And then he turned and the profile view killed me, bro. I oh was like, goodness. what is happening? It was intense. It was so crazy. But it also kind of reminded me of like middle school. Cause they, I went to like a white kid middle school oh, yeah. and they did that shit. <laughs> like they all had that hair and it just like, I, I guess I just kind of forgot like what a hot style that was. And looking at it now, I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. would you do this? Oh gosh. That was my, you know, my real only like, wow, that was ridiculous. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. Oh, 
Oh, no, that's awesome. And I think uh, that covers histories, haunts, fashions. So I think it's time to raid season two, episode one, Preston Castle. Bethany, what'd you give it? Oh, man, this is tough. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about this like all day. Same. That's why I made you go first. (laughs) I know. I know it is. I think I don't know you. (laughs) So we're we're in season two, episode one. And I do think that they they always do this to me. They always come out of the gates pretty strong. Yeah. Like we had possessions. Our first Zach possession. We had a ton of awesome EVPs. We had mediums. We had a beautiful location. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a full five claws. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I know that's a big rating. I was debating maybe four, but this was a moment in GA history. Yeah. Zach got possessed. Everybody got affected. We got a ton of good evidence. Like, I just, I don't have a lot to complain about with this episode. And it was memorable. Like, because there were a few episodes last season where, like, I seriously had to watch it, like, five times. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. Like, And I love Ghost Adventures. Like, I could just have it on. And it there's a feeling that I get, you know, yeah. where it's just comforting. Oh, yeah. And I, just, I can just have it on. I can go to sleep. <laughs> you know, Zach's voice just lulls me into dreamland. <laughs> But but this one was very memorable. Man, a five claws. I haven't done a five claw yet. And it ain't happening today. <laughs> Fudge. I can't. I can't. 4.5. Oh, my God. You're right. Everything was magical. It really was a great episode. It was perfect. But we're season two, episode one. We got to get through season 23. I'm going to be real tough with my gradings. They're all great. If I could give them all fives, I would. But, you know, I can't. 4.5 Preston Castle. I think this is my third five. Yeah. I think I gave Bobby Mackey's a five. I think I gave um, Moundsville. Moundsville was so good. Moundsville is probably my favorite still so far. Um, And this one. I don't think I've done any fives. I don't think so either. You wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too lenient. (laughs) No, but this one, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, again, it hits all those points that make for a really great episode. Yeah, no, it's a great season starter. It has me super pumped for the rest of season two. But uh, I think that wraps Preston Castle. Yeah, I think so too. I'm feeling a little heavy. I think I'm ready for a new ritual. To the guardians of the watchtowers of the south, powers of fire and feeling, hear us. Thanks, Bonnie. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Bonnie. Appreciate you, girl. <laughs> Looking real good without all them scars. <laughs> As always, we're gonna leave you with two besitos from these putitos. See you next time. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.